Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode. Episode 231. The one that follows 230. Yep. It's almost, uh, it, it almost seems like it's going backwards in numerical order. But I guess that makes sense if you're dyslexic. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I remember the days where it was 1, 2, 3. And I long for the days of 3, 2, 1. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you for joining. We're going to talk about some new music, some great stuff. Talk about a little bit of punk rock bullying I attended this weekend, but only briefly. And there's just a lot to get to. We're going to start playing some uh, holiday-themed music as we're about one month away from Halloween. So we're going to start playing some uh, holiday-related music. And we're looking forward to that. So we got some, a whole yeah. bunch of new music coming up. Before we do that, let's discuss or go over the list of some music that has come out recently and will be coming out. And we'll start with the 19th, September 19th, Manic Hispanic put out Back in Brown uh, at the Smellless Records booth in punk, uh, at Punk Rock Bowling. They had copies of Back in Brown vinyl. Theirs, pretty awesome. Uh, on the 20th, Demersal put out Death Routines. Squared Off put out Glory Days on the 20th. Chaos Machine put out Apocalypse Now on the 20th. Civilian Mind put out Nobody, No Me single on Irish Voodoo Records. Uh, that was on the 22nd. Algara put out Absorto, Absortos and El Tirio Eterno on the 23rd. They're from Spain. Zombie, and that zombie with two eyes at the end, they put out Fail Harder uh, on the 23rd, but it's coming out on the f October 15th on Damaged Heart Records. Stick to Your Guns put out More of Us Than Them, a single on Pure Noise Records on the 23rd. Reno Divorce is putting or put out Outsider, Escape from Berlin on the 24th. Abrascadabra put out Make Yourself a Home on the 24th. Mainline 10 put out Legacy on Melodic Punk Style on the 24th. Grace put out Self-Titled EP on Upstate Records on the 24th. The Slackers with Papa B and the backside single, Sick and Mad, a Slackers uh, band from them, put out a 7-inch split on Pirates Press Records on the 24th. The Queers put out Reverberation on the 24th. They played at Punk Rock Bowling. Uh, One Step Closer put out a new release on the 24th. The Myanmar Resistance Compilation put out Supporting Food, Not Bombs, Myanmar. Uh, that came out on the 24th. Sad Girls Club put out I Think I'm Ready EP on the 24th. Urethane put out Chasing Horizons on the 24th. They also played at Punk Rock Bowling. No Security put out 2020 Years of Misery. And that came out on the 24th. Uh, Common Turn Sect, they put out De Jour Plus De Que D'Autre. And that is actually, it's a European release for the hard copy, but you can actually get the digital copy here in the U.S. Uh, on iTunes. I did. 
Noogie put out their self-titled LP on the 25th. Street Threat put out Redemption EP on the 28th. Black My Heart put out Before the Devil on the on Triple B Records. Today, the 29th, Destructifux, they put out a new cover single. They called it Covers, but the single is Youth, and they're covering Pinkerton Thugs. Fire Cell put out the Fire Cell 7-inch EP, or they will be, tomorrow on the 30th. On the 1st, Tribute to State of Fear compilation is coming out. Heavy Heart is putting out Closer. Frauds is putting out Long Spoons. Full of Hell is putting out Garden of Burning Apparitions. United Defiance is putting out Change the Frequency. Bull Brigade is putting out Il Fuoco Non Si E Spento. Uh, that's also on the 1st. The Fire Ain't Dead. Yes. <laughs> We covered that last week, because that's in Italian, and that's yeah. coming out on Demons Run Amok. Silence is a Dangerous Sound is putting out a tribute to Fugazi on Ripcord Records on the 1st. Threer is putting out a promo tape on the 1st. Koti Tuhoa is putting out Vaikivalta on the 1st. I think they're a Finnish band, so... Take what you heard me pronounce and pretend that I did it in Finnish, and that's probably what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Night Watchers is putting out Common Crusades on the 8th. Chrome is putting out The Visitation on the 8th. Last Gang's putting out Noise, Noise, Noise on the 8th. They played punk rock bowling this past weekend as well. Thought Crimes is or put out, will be putting out Tap Night EP on the 8th. On the Cinder will be putting out Sedentary Escape on the 8th. Aggressive is putting out Unbreakable on the 8th. Arcline is putting out Laugh Now, Fry Later on Upstate Records on the 8th. And finally on the 9th, Planet Watson is putting out Time to Break It on Melodic Punk Style. Geez, that list was long. Eric, what do you have to add to it? Well, only uh, one other thing, but I will say I'm looking forward to the On the Cinder. Me too. Yep. Bit of a surprise coming up on there too from us. Yes. Stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> and listen to the On the Cinder tracks. They're sounding great so far. Listen to the new One Step Closer. That's a good one as well. Finally got around to Roll the Dice by These Streets. That's a that's a menacing record. Awesome. <laughs> and yeah, the uh, probably the only one that I have to offer, and I'm not surprised you didn't hear this, the band Fuckskin just released their debut album on the 24th. Fuckskin, they're a local band, and they're comprised of a lot of... Uh, a lot of noise mixed in with uh, uh, some of the punk and hardcore and screamo stuff. Like uh, they got a lot of uh, they got a lot of shit going on, and their album is yeah, it's sync slash RPT, sync slash repeat, pretty okay. much. And the song titles themselves, oh man, some of some of the titles actually repeat, but are just uh, noise or instrumental versions of the ones that played. Like, for example, the opening track, Car Crash, in parentheses, is sync slash repeat. And then, on track seven, it's Car Crash, all one word, all lowercase, and in parentheses, is Kotal Yoko. Okay. And I really don't know what all this code means. <laughs> it's just... It's just really weird. <laughs> one, of the, one of the other songs is, uh, yeah, the final one, Touching and Moving by Foster Body. And I don't know what that means. Is this a cover by Foster Body? Because that was a band back in uh, Salt, back in the day in Salt Lake. I okay. have, 
and and yeah, they do they do stuff like there is uh, you know physical instruments, and then they do uh, MIDI keyboards. But the guitarist goes by the goes by the pseudonym SR underscore six six six. SR okay. Yeah, so this is such a weird thing. I mean, I mean, yeah, the name Fuckskin. Yeah, I'll check that out. And then you just de- it's one of those things. The more you look at it, the weirder <laughs> it becomes. Well, if you're into weird stuff, then you should be checking out Fuckskin. Yeah, check out Fuckskin. They're a, they still are a good band. You know, I recommend listening to them. Like, uh, it's not just uh, imagery that they're putting out there that's really weird, or just the, or just the notes, or not the notes, the letters, <laughs> not just the words, but the notes in the music actually hold up. Okay. <laughs> so there we go. And also on top of that, uh, an album I've been spinning is the newest from Dare Against yes. All Odds. And let's talk about that. Let's do. <laughs> yeah, against all odds, it's the newest, uh, the newest release and the first full length from the OC Straight Edge band Dare. I covered them uh, sometime last year as and played uh, played a song from one of their EPs. I think it was just the uh, Dare demo or one of the one of them. I can't remember which one. Okay. Yeah, and and yeah, this is definitely a uh, an evolution of their sound as. Really, they just got heavier, man. <laughs> so brutal. And yeah, against all odds, uh, I'm not going to lie. The first album was a bit of a slow start. It was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. It's a, it's getting there. It's getting there. But it was during the last half of the album that it really took off. I mean, starting with the uh, the song number seven, Dare to Be. That's a that's Dare to Be, all one word with the two in the middle. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, songs like Hard to Cope and All See, and then the closer fed up. Like the last half is just a banger. It's just a scorcher. I'm like, wow, it just sounds like this would be better as an EP. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll stop I'll stop talking shit. But the uh but yeah, the first few ones, they are they are good. They're good songs. They just didn't stick with me as much as the last half. And yeah, Dare to Be is a really good one. It's uh it's got a little bit of this, a, lo- a little bit of that, some punk stuff, some thrash stuff and a little bit of groove in the in between. But Better Off, I feel, was a better representation. Yeah, it says, says it in the name. Right. <laughs> a little bit. It's a little bit better <laughs> yeah. off. Better off choosing better off. Better off. It's a uh... Yeah, it's good. I don't really have anything else to say about it other than it's good and let's fucking listen to it. Roll it! I'm 
Yeah, a lot of punk energy in that one, particularly the lyrics. Right? <laughs> yep, that's a that really is a good one. But I will say the uh, the uh, the uh, prior track to that one being Dare to Be. I recommend listening to that one first because yeah, that is a good op. That I think should have just been the opener for the album, but that's my opinion. My opinion, whatever. <laughs> Maybe if the songs were swished around a little bit, the album would have flowed a bit better, or really had certain tracks stand out. But as it is, I really love the sound. Uh, the guitars every once in a while kind of sounds like it's coming out of uh, a Scott Ian rig. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, there was just one riff. I think it was in Fed Up actually, where it just uh, the tone sounded almost like. Uh, uh, like the intro to Madhouse, pretty much. Okay. I go, huh. It's not the same riff, but I've heard this tone somewhere before. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Again, Scott Ian, he's omnipresent in the metal universe. Yes. Just, just on every documentary somehow. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's on every documentary. He's in every book, pretty much. He's always getting interviewed. And uh, and now, apparently, his, uh, his tone exists in other bands. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, and did, didn't he marry the daughter of somebody? Meatloaf. There we go. Yeah. That's what it was. Yes. That was his uh yeah, his second wife and he is now the son-in-law to Meatloaf. Right. That's pretty metal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, married to the bat out of hell. Now does that make his daughter the spawn? Spawn. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the little bat spawn. Right. Oh man. I uh, love uh can't really say I love Meatloaf. Because I've only ever heard the the Bad Out of Hell album, and the only one that really stuck with me, other than the title track, is "You Took the Words Right Out of My Mouth." <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> but I mostly remember that for the intro, right? <laughs> like the man with the wolf offers you the red roses. Will he offer me his jaws? Will he offer me his hunger? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh God, it's pr- pretty funny. So yeah, Meatloaf I recommend listening to. I don't know how the fuck we got there. <laughs> Scott so, yeah, Ian. Meatloaf. Scott Ian. <laughs> and Dare. Listen right. to those guys. Right. <laughs> anyway, where do we go from there? Well, we're going somewhere nowhere near there. Uh, <laughs> from, in multiple instances, we're going to travel all the way to Gothenburg in Sweden for the band City Saints. Uh, this oh, year, yes. earlier this year, they released uh, uh, Evil Conduct on the radios. Three tracks. They have one which I'm pretty positive is an original, and then they did two covers of Evil Conduct. And on all the tracks, I believe Han, because I've heard them all, and I'm pretty positive Han was on all of them from Evil Conduct. Mm -hmm. And they're awesome. Uh, Last year in 2020, April of 2020, Evil Evil Conduct, City Saints released uh, Peter and the Test Two Babies on the radio. Similar Mm -hmm. type concept. Peter Bywaters on the three tracks on that one. And that was released last year. This year is Evil Conduct on the radio. Uh, If you're unfamiliar with City Saints, you should check them out. Like I say, they're from Sweden. They started back in 2012 to 2013-ish. Depends on which uh, site you're looking at. It Uh varies. But uh, they actually have a new album that will be coming out either later this year or early next year. And so we're going to play that when that comes around, and we might even be doing an interview with uh, at least one or multiple members of the band when that comes around. Be cool. But, uh, that, that'll be something for all of us to look forward to, which we are. I'm excited to play these. The hard copy was released, I want to say, back in June of Evil Conduct on the radio. 
one of the tracks is on their Bandcamp page as of August of this year. And that was, uh, I think it was Home Sweet Home. It's not one we're playing. We're going to play one that wasn't the cover. It's called On the Radio. And so here we go. We're going to listen to City Saints from Evil Conduct on the Radio. The track is On the Radio.
yeah. Oh yeah. That was a lot of uh a lot of old school energy in more ways than one and not just the obvious. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I mean the the sound itself sounds like a very old school punk rock where it still wasn't quite sure if it was trying to be rock and roll or whatever the fuck the Ramones were doing at the time, <laughs> you know? And and yeah, we know the Ramones reference. If you don't right now, are you, you really a punk? <laughs> I'm trying to say that as unelitist as possible, but how can you be in a punk rock and not know the uh, hey-ho and the let's go? Right. That whole thing. That's usually the first thing people hear when they think of it. Anyway... Anyway, yeah, it has a lot of uh, it has a lot of uh, vibes of the uh, of both the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, coming to terms of uh, punk rock type music, and and yeah, goddamn, was that a lot of fun, right? <laughs> yeah, I love the guitar work in that one. It just sounds like it's uh, just letting loose, you know. Yes. It's not too aggressive, but it's not too like laid back. And right. Everything. It doesn't sound lazy. It's just right in the pocket. Gotta commend the I gotta commend the City Saints for that. So, yes. Good job, boys. Yes, go check out the other two tracks. They are covers that Han joins in on, and they turned out really good. Uh, and then as we all are, we're waiting for the new album. We'll see if it ends up in this year. And if it does, I have a feeling because I'm a big fan of City Saints, it's gonna end up on my list. But uh-huh. it might be next year, so it might be an early, early front runner for 2022. We'll see. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Right. You got to wait till it comes out. All right. So we got one more new track. Awesome band. We play every time they have a single come out. Uh, I want to thank Rune. He's awesome. Uh, always making sure that we know when uh, and get to listen to the tracks, especially even before they're released most of the time. For the band Hella Rebellion. I love Hella Rebellion. Hella. Total yeah. rebellion, man. Yes. <laughs> Awesome band from Alasund in Norway. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that ah. Norwegian-like. They're going right next door to Norway. Yes, <laughs> yes. We don't travel too far there from Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> Sweden's not all about ABBA and metal, death metal. Norway is not all about black metal. <laughs> right. As you will hear here. <laughs> but we played their other tracks, uh, and they released a new single. They released it September 17th, so... A little less than two weeks ago. The single is S-A-A-B. Let's listen to it. It's awesome. Hello Rebellion. I love the energy. I can't hope I can't wait to get to Europe at some point. Open up them borders. Be able to yeah. fly over there and see some bands. And these two bands back to back would be on my list of bands I definitely want to see. Uh, I'm sure the shows are awesome. A lot of energy coming out of this band right here. Hello Rebellion. S-A-A-B.
tanke på att vara här i natt och vakna till en ny dag i i Kukulän är er inte så fristande så jag bara känner att jag jag vill resa här ifrån. I assume that mm-hmm. end was in Norwegian and I have no idea what he said. I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded very serene. Right? <laughs> yeah, not a not quite a simile to uh what was preceding it like god damn right i love the energy those guys put out in yeah. all their music it's awesome you know the city saints that had more of a 70s vibe this definitely had more of an 80s one right <laughs> yeah it's a kind of funny you know sweden's a little uh, back in the back in the 70s and norway's a bit ahead of the time <laughs> i'm like oh yeah they're still they're still trying to catch up right. <laughs> <laughs> As if I really know what's going on in those countries, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it was good. This is this is what I know now. <laughs> they have good bands coming out of there. They always have. Scandinavia's got a rich, heavy, not just metal but heavy punk history, right? Yeah, a lot of good bands. Uh, Hell Rebellion. That one's awesome. Check them out. Check out the other singles. Uh, we've played the other singles as well. Uh, definitely looking forward to the next time they put out something because we'll be playing it on this show. They're awesome. Check out Hell Rebellion. Check out City Saints and check out Dare. Let's get into some older, definitely these next bands uh, have been around for a while and this next track has been <laughs> around for a long time. This next track's been around longer than Eric has been around. Oh, yeah, it's got <laughs> nine years on me, but so what? <laughs> oh, God, the band, we are gonna be playing is nuclear assault right <laughs> oh man some of the uh some of the just one of those many bands that were coming out in new york's heyday and they were among the front runners of the crossover movement and new york they had their fair share of uh crossover coming from bands like agnostic front and the chromags and uh the crumb suckers and eventually we got our way down to uh a band like Nuclear Assault. Oh, and also, sol- not soldiers, Stormtroopers of Death. Yes. The other SOD. Yeah, the SOD that came after the other SOD. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of crossbreeding was going on over there, much to a lot of uh, punk's dismay, because if you showed up to a show at a punk rock show at CBGB's with long hair and high-rise Adidas sneakers, you were getting the shit beat out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, or as according to the lore. Uh, that's, uh, I've read a lot of books about New York hardcore history, and uh, yeah, that seemed to be quite a thing that happened, especially when Chrome Eggs went out on tour. All the skinheads would show up, and they would beat the fuck out of the metalheads wow. until the Chromag started playing, and then everyone was like, "Oh yeah, you know what? I think we both like this." <laughs> so that was the idea. That's kind of an abridged history of crossover. But Nuclear Assault—they were among those who were coming out of uh, New York and waving the flag ever so valiantly. And they released and they released quite a few albums, but the one that everyone remembers, like their uh, uh, their flagship record, was "Handle with Care." That's the one with the uh, the Earth on the front of it, you know, just a solar shot of the Earth, and has that. And the Handle with Care album is just like a stamp on it. <laughs> so already they're putting forth a statement, and it comes, and the statement is best forth put in the song "Critical Mass." Oh man, Critical Mass! It's groovy, it's heavy, and it is, and it's got such an important message. <laughs> Say it. 
they're referencing st- things that are just uh, not really destroying the planet per se, but just not making it as habitable as it once was. <laughs> yeah, us uh, humans, we're not destroying the planet. The we're just destroying ourselves. Right. <laughs> it's only until our number wanes we bring it down a few billion people, and then the Earth starts to heal itself a little bit more. I mean, listen to George Carlin to, for more on that subject. <laughs> the long bit called The Planet is Fine, The People Are Fucked. Right. <laughs> and that's what Nuclear Assault is putting here with the critical mass. So listen to the, yeah, listen to those lyrics. He's got a very high-pitched voice, and yeah, it is kind of drowned out with all the distorted guitars, but that's what happens in Crossover. You get the punk as well as the metal. It's not as uh, polished as Iron Maiden, but it's not as, uh, you know drowned out in distortion as black flag so with that being said here is critical mass
for those of you that missed it, it was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the, another oil spill, atomic waste displaced, another forest dies, we've reached critical mass. <laughs> Uh, they don't say that, but I think they ought to. <laughs> right. But yeah, it sounds like a. It sounds very metal. It sounds very thrashy in there. I mean, you got the guitar solo and everything, but I feel the thing that makes it more punk is uh, the fact that you know a lot of uh, punk bands they uh, romanticize this type of shit. I mean, obviously, metal flocks to the destructive intricacies that happen on our planet, but nuclear assault's like, uh, uh, no, this shit's actually happening. You know, right. <laughs> we're trying to raise that awareness, man. <laughs> oh, God. So that was one of the things that really carried over when uh, um, metal and punk were fusing together. <laughs> right. Yep. It was make, bringing in the entertainment and bringing in the messages. And, yeah, arguably a lot of thrash bands were were already doing that. But this one was just, uh, I don't know, crossover such a weird subject. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so many bands that uh, so many bands that uh, have their own style to it and brought something different to the table and still continue to. Yeah, started with the uh, started with the uh, New York and the West Coast, and now it's everywhere. Right. <laughs> so yeah, nuclear assault, critical mass, we have achieved. <laughs> awesome. Well, the track I picked, the release is. not very old. It's just uh, back in May, but the band has been around since 1981, uh, always releasing stuff. Like this band has been so active, especially the last couple of years. Mm. Uh, it's the Warriors. They're based out of Kent in the UK. Uh, they're if you're unfamiliar with the band, they they rose out of the ashes of the Last Resort, uh, and then the Last Resort started playing again later on. Uh, but this particular release is called Live Bootleg. And Live Bootleg was recorded and released. It was released May 15th of 2021. It was recorded during lockdown. And again, Live Bootleg, when you hear the tracks, you'll, you'll get it. Uh, if you want the CD, if you want to get your hands on a copy, you can get the self-released CD. It's available on their Bandcamp. So go look at the Warriors on Bandcamp. And rumor has it that there will be an LP version coming out. Rumor has it it's in the works, so be on the lookout for an LP version of Live Bootleg. But they also have a new album, One for All, that'll also be coming out soon. So be on the lookout. Like I said, the Warriors, they are a busy band. I want to thank Bram of Barking Mad and Truck Stop Toilet Records for sharing a couple tracks for us to check out. And we're going to include one of those here on this episode. I believe it's track number five off that release. The future is unwritten. Gather, check out the Warriors, check out their live bootleg. Here we go. I'm 
that's the Warriors off of their live bootleg. Go check it out. That track, The Future is Unwritten. Future? I don't know. Can it be written? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think the present moves too fast for us to write down what the future will be. True. Yeah. think, Think about it. The present is such a microscopic, un- unseeable amount of time before you know it you're in the future (laughs) our minds literally don't work that fast to properly conceive it right Uh, yeah every every once in a while i get my uh i get my philosopher's edge coming out (laughs) (laughs) well go check out the warriors i want to thank bram again uh i'm looking forward to checking out the live bootleg gonna keep my eyes out for the new album and if uh, live bootleg ends up coming out on LP version on a, on vinyl. So yeah, that's and also it's not to be mistaken from the warrior of with the warriors from California. That's correct. Yep, or the Golden State Warriors. Yes, <laughs> not them either. Yeah, or the 1978 film. True. <laughs> or the book by Saul Urich. There's a lot of fucking warriors. <laughs> But not them. They're from Kent, UK, and they do have a lot of releases. Go find it. Look them up on Discogs. You can see what specific ones go to them. Yes. Let, let's listen to some uh, some thematic, some holidays, some whatever you want to call it. Let's get into the the mood, the, yeah. the whatever. The spooky tracks. The spirit. <laughs> yes. Literally uh, the spirit of things. We're going to listen to a band called Los Hell Gamblers. They're on Batcave Records. They are from San Juan in Puerto Rico. And they released a new single this year, June 25th. Uh, so fairly new track, only about three months old. The track is called El Diablo. Uh, this is a psychobilly band. I think the psychobilly sound definitely has uh, that, that theme that goes along with uh, Halloween music. It's very thematic for this time of year. So we're going to try to have at least one track on through the week of Halloween for sure. Maybe more. Depends on what we come across. There'll be a lot of horror punk and psychobilly and stuff, I'm sure, coming up. We're going to start it off this week with Los Hell Gamblers and El Diablo. Deepest 
I figured out why Psycho Billy is often aligned with uh, horror themes. Why is that? Because that sounds like the music that you hear from Scooby-Doo when there's a <laughs> chase scene. <laughs> I'm serious. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> it also awesome. kind of sounds like the theme. It's <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah. Like, uh, just... Next time you're watching a Scooby-Doo episode or a movie or whatever, and there's the there's the classic scene where the monster is uh, chasing uh, Shaggy and Scooby and the rest of the gang down the whatever house or castle or laboratory they're in, mute it, and then put on any Psychobilly song, just any one of them, and I demand you to tell me if it does not fit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try it out. Let us know. <laughs> Probably because a lot of it is that uh, it's the rhythm. It's just it's got that galloping theme on there. It's the type of shit you uh, hear when you're running a marathon. As long as it's not <laughs> if you if you don't want to play Chariots of Fire, then put on a uh, a psycho slash rockabilly song, and uh, yeah, that'll get them uh, trackers running, right? <laughs> Well, that's Los Hell Gamblers and El Diablo. They're from Puerto Rico. Go check them out. Uh, we'll have more on upcoming episodes, keeping keeping the theme going. Maybe as we get closer, we'll have like a whole episode. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say we will, but maybe we will. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> you can almost see those uh, greaser crew cuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about some live shows before we get back into the great cover-to-cover albums. We have been very chatty on the last few episodes in this section, so I am going to try to be brief on... I'm going to go first with Punk Rock Bowling and just sum it up. It was three (laughs) days. uh, I was exhausted. I definitely... My body was not in condition or the right shape to be able to endure uh, Punk Rock Bowling in the way I've endured Punk Rock Bowling before doing, you know, 14-plus-hour days, the last Punk Rock Bowling. This time, I left early... Took naps, still did club shows, didn't do any pool shows. Uh, real quick, highlights for me uh, were Pears, Frank Turner on day one. Uh, those were my favorites at the the venue. Uh, and then 
strung out and especially the suicide machines i thought they were phenomenal uh, at the club show that i saw then on day two good riddance plague vendor the bronx leftover crack uh, with circle jerks at the end of the night uh, i thought were all really great i hadn't seen circle jerks before uh, Descendants did close out the first night. I enjoyed it, but I've seen Descendants a handful of times. Not to say I didn't like it, but it just wasn't a standout. It was a it was a Descendants set. They're always the headliner. They're always playing the long show. Mm-hmm. Y- you know what I mean? They played a cu- like a couple tracks off of Ninth and Walnut. Yeah, uh, but otherwise, it was the Descendants. So that's why yeah. I didn't mention it as something that might have stood out before. It sounds similar to the show that they played up here, opening for Rise Against. Right. You know, sure. you get through get through all the standard tracks, do a few deep cuts, do a few new ones, and then boom. Yep. But never disappointed because right. it's the fucking Descendants. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, I hadn't seen, I, I probably saw Good Riddance back in the 90s, uh, you know, Warp Tours, didn't remember it. But this, uh, I, I thought it was great. Uh, pairs really stood out. Frank Turner, like I, when he, they did, he did the split with No mm. Effects, and I heard the tracks, like okay, yeah, it's kind of cool, whatever. I didn't really know much about Frank Turner then. Uh, Chris joined me at, at Punk Rock Bowling, and he's a big fan of Frank Turner, and mm-hmm. so I mean, we got up pretty close, and we watched. I was like, fuck, awesome. I mean, Frank Turner was up there playing his guitar with the other dude that had the banjo, and it was just those two. Man, it was really entertaining. They were great. Uh, yeah. I, I, it really stood out, and then. The, the next day, the bands I mentioned, Plague Vendor, one of the best showmen. Oh, yeah. Just uh, watching. I mean, <laughs> them and then the Bronx, same stage. So there was a band in between, but basically back-to-back on that stage, the Monster Stage, which is the smaller area of the two stages. But Plague Vendor and the Bronx, just phenomenal. Plague Vendor, so yeah. good. I, I'd seen him two other times, but mm-hmm. they just keep getting better and better at, oh, as a yeah. band. I agree. That's... Uh... I often lump them in with a band like the Bronx and also Drug Church. Yes. Because both all three of those bands, they have very different styles. They're very unique to themselves and unique to the genre. Right. And their showmanship is top tier. Right. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I am... Uh, and yeah, every time I've seen those guys, they just always bring their A game. Right. I'm going to have to be seeing the Bronx when they're coming through in, uh, in, a, in about a couple weeks (laughs) this saturday it is this saturday it's the saturday october 2nd yeah okay that's when i'll go see them (laughs) right uh plague vendor go check them out leftover crack they performed and i hadn't seen them perform as leftover crack i saw them as choking victim Mm. a couple years ago uh that was great this was great Uh, i thought they put on a great set it's not exactly the same band when i'm saying they but uh the tracks, it was great. Put on a good show. I really enjoyed it. Circle Jerks, again, I stayed for like half of the hour, just like I did with Descendants. I'm just beat up by the end of the night. And I saw a club show to go to. So I went to the hotel, laid down for like an hour or so. And then I went and checked out H2O and Madball. Loved H2O. Phenomenal. Uh, Toby's son, Max, played drums for him. Like he, he mm-hmm. stepped in the last time I saw him. He stepped in and did a song on drums. Well, he's. This is the second show f- that he's doing drums, not stepping in. Like he is doing the drums for H2O. Wow. Second, uh, it was the second show that he'd done it, they said. He did a great job. The band was awesome. First time seeing Madball for me. And man, that's probably the most violent pit I've seen at any punk rock bowling show that I've been to. <laughs> there were. Oh, uh, you have not seen Slapshot. <laughs> Slapshot played, and I didn't go to that show because. Uh, Soldiers of Destruction, which I'll talk about here in a moment. They were mm-hmm. playing, and I wanted to be at their show. But they played with special guest who I heard was Agnostic Front. Can't confirm 
I haven't seen anything that confirms it was Agnostic Front, but I'd heard that Agnostic Front was the special guest, and I love Slapshot, and I'm sure that one was, but literally, like, there, it was probably because there was a lot of big guys, like, six-something, 300-plusers in the pit, mm-hmm. and them and everybody else are just fucking swinging, and you see pits where people are swinging, not always connecting. There was a lot of fucking errant fists going all over the place, and they were connecting, and flying swing kicks, and they were connecting, and dude got smashed into a pillar, and people were, like, holding him up by the head because he couldn't stand up and looking in his mouth, and, like, that dude was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it was... And it was like every single song, not like some songs where they get going and they kind of peter off and then maybe some other song, it's not a lot going on. Like every song, the whole song, and it was fucking going wild, right? Mm. It was great. I love that. that one. And then on the last day, uh, the last gang was great. Riverboat Gamblers, I, I say they fit in that boat with Plague Vendor and the Bronx as far as, I mean, they just put on a awesome show. I don't know if you've seen Riverboat Gamblers. I hadn't yet. I liked them, and I really wanted oh, to see them. Not for... The last time I saw them was them opening up for Flogging Molly way back in 2010. They are phenomenal, yeah. and I don't know if they're better than they were, but I thought they were outstanding, and to be honest, I missed the first few bands that day, and missed most of the bands. Even though I wanted to see Devo, I was just beat up, and I wanted to go see the club show, and I wasn't going to be missing any of the club show, because the first two club shows, I missed the first two bands, saw the second two bands, and I was taking that hour or so laying down. <laughs> this time, I wasn't going to be doing that, so I actually left the show, missed the last four or five bands, including like Luna Chicks and English Beat, and bands that I, I wanted to see because I hadn't seen, not that I'm particularly big fans, I just wanted to see them because I hadn't, but yeah. just wasn't in the cards. I didn't have the endurance for it, uh, but Riverboat Gamblers, so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Soldiers of Destruction were great. Defiance, Starving Wolves, The Unseen. These are the bands that stood out. Those were the, the last four. They were all actually at the same club show, which was right next to my hotel. Made it very convenient for me. That sums up my punk rock bowling experience. There's so many other bands. Uh, I saw other ones a lot that I just sat down and was eating food and listening or sitting in the back. They were kind of background music. And they were nice background music, like Youth Brigade. I wanted to see yeah. Youth Brigade. I was actually talking to Johnny Elbow from Bad Assets and his wife, and we were just around the corner, and I can hear Youth Brigade just fine. Didn't see him for a second, but I heard him. They sounded great. Yeah. Right? I have I have seen them live. They invited people up on the stage when they did uh, Sync with California. Awesome. And I even uh, gr- uh, pulled Sean aside. I'm like, can I get a picture? Yeah, go ahead. Boink. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's still, uh, it's still somewhere on my... I'm sure it's on my Instagram. Awesome. And... Uh, and yeah, Sean Stern, one of the few, uh, the last punk rock bowling I went to. Yeah, I think it was the last one. I can't remember now. Uh, yeah, probably the last one. I interviewed him for the event along with Keith Morris. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. So that was a fun one. Um, yeah, I'm bummed that I missed this one. <laughs> it was good. It was, uh, I did an episode. So if you want to go check it out on Punkanoi Worldwide, I released that just before we're recording this. And so you can get a little more detail. I actually played tracks from those particular bands that I mentioned. Uh, there was a lot of other bands I heard, uh, but these are the ones that really stood out to me. Uh, I liked it, it was fun. Did you see any live shows, or do you have anything you want to mention? Because that's that's that oh, cutting man. it off there for punk rock bowling. If you want to hear any more about punk rock, my punk rock bowling experience, go check out that Punk and Worldwide episode. Uh, well, I did not go to any uh, shows <laughs> this uh, 
this last week. I uh, I don't know what uh I don't know what came up. I don't know. <laughs> but I did see a uh the closest thing I went to a sh- Okay, it was a show, but it wasn't a punk rock show. It wasn't even a musical show. It was a live podcast. It was the last podcast on the left. Okay. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's not a punk rock one, though I will say that one of the uh one of the guys from last podcast on the left, he does a he does another podcast and he's talking about the history of punk currently. And I think it's called uh, Dogs in Space. Okay. Yeah, some something like that. I'll have to uh I'll have to check my sources on that. But yeah, they But yeah, if you're into if you're into like a musical history like I am, check out that podcast. It's uh, it's pretty fresh. I think he's only been doing it for about a year now. It's him and his wife. And also the last podcast. If you want to listen to that, if you're into serial killers, if you're into cults, if you're into all the weird goings of on and conspiracy <laughs> theories that have been that have been uh keeping our imaginations alive for the past ever <laughs> then check those guys out they're a lot of fun cool. to listen to they're funny they're entertaining um but as far as shows that are coming up i mean the uh tonight the queers are happening awesome yeah they played punk rock bowling yep of course they did yep <laughs> naturally because they're playing up here now right and uh they'll be pl- they're playing with uh hi-fi murder and one too many's awesome. i love love both of those bands and uh Really, that's uh, that's kind of it for the for the shows that are going on this week. There's some stuff that are coming up next week when uh, October actually hits, and and yeah, some of them are coming from out of state. But I'll get to them when uh, I'll get to them when they get closer. And also, I was supposed to see Judas Priest tomorrow. Oh, what happened? Their guitarist is hospitalized for heart conditions. Ooh, that's no good. Yeah. So they had to postpone it. And I'm just like, it had to be this week. It had to be this week. <laughs> Why? That's unfortunate. Uh, so yeah, it it sucks. I assume he's uh they they haven't updated uh fallen musician <laughs> currently. So I assume he's doing all right. Okay. Um but yeah, they don't know when the uh they don't know when the show is going to be rescheduled yet. Obviously, this just happened a couple days ago. Right. So, so yeah, I'm uh, kind of bummed about that. So, I'm sorry I don't really have any uh, show stories this week, but I do have a fun one from uh, the last time I saw Riverboat Gamblers. Awesome. <laughs> Which, uh, now, actually, it was the first time, because uh, th- it will get there. The uh, first time I saw Riverboat Gamblers, they were opening up for Flog and Molly back in 2010 while they were... Supporting them on their float tour. Okay. And, and yeah, as Riverboat, they were having, they were having fun. They just have a, they're just one of those uh, uppity little uh, feel good punk rock bands. <laughs> and everyone was uh, getting down with it, except for this one uh, very big, very tall guy. <laughs> and he was just heggling them the entire time. And at one point he was like, you guys suck. Get off the stage and fucking flips them off and everything. And the wow. singer is like, "Excuse me? Wow, I'm sorry that you are too ugly to appreciate people who are doing what they love." Right. <laughs> I'm just like, and here's the here was the kicker. Me and uh, my best friend, we just kind of looked at each other. We nodded, 
And then we just jumped on the guy and beat the shit out of him. Nice. <laughs> These two scrawny 15-year-old kids <laughs> just bailing on this on this giant of a man. And he just fucked off the rest of the night, which good. was good. Because that show was awesome. Fuck that guy. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. Anyway, fast forward a few months later, Riverboat Gamblers are on the Warp Tour in 2010. And we met them at their uh, booth. And we told them that story. And we go, oh, really? I remember that guy. You beat him up for us? Thank you. Here. And they gave us some buttons and uh, some stickers and everything. They, and we just chill with them for a while. A lot of, uh, some pretty fun guys. They fun are. dudes. And great live. Uh, really one of the highlights of the punk rock bowling this past weekend for me. And really, like, Plague Vendor, the Bronx, and, you know, the other ones that I mentioned. But some of those I knew I wanted to see, but really just were outstanding. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to play some Riverboat Gamblers because, man, I haven't listened to them in a long time. Brought up a uh, little girl. I think uh, she had to be like around 10 years old, and she sang uh, uh, True Crime. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, I'm st- singing High Time for a True Crime. Like, no, I'm. that's not the whole, that's not the title. True Crime. True Crime. Yes. True Crime in today's age. That's awesome. <laughs> she she was awesome. She sang the song along with uh, the singer, the vocalist. And then David Rodriguez came out. I can't remember which song he sang, but sang along uh, or sang with uh, on a totally separate track later on in the episode. Or Damn. the uh, the performance. The show? Yes. <laughs> we're doing an episode. They were doing a performance, a show. Uh, but Chris, he pointed out something. He said, you know what? And, and I agree with him. Uh, it makes it unique. You know, there's some bands that are going to come out and they're going to play their instruments, right? And then you have, and you get to see them live, great. But there's bands that are going to be on something like this and you bring out somebody like David Rodriguez or you bring out Little Lillian, I think is what her name was. Mm-hmm. And you've made it something unique to, you know, something better than what it was. Like Freddie came up uh, on H2O and did the last song, Right. Oh, so, yeah. Right. And it's not something you get. The only part I was disappointed with is they didn't do any Hazen Street songs. They had there. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is uh, on the song, Nothing to Prove, they actually have Roger Murray and Freddie featured on those tracks. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's the one they did, yes. Yeah. That would have, yeah, that would have made sense. Would have been funny if Roger came out and sang his part. And you'd know it's Roger because it's like, Rope the streets of Valley, yes, to your TV. Right. <laughs> He's got that. He's got that unique voice. You either love it or you hate it or you just try to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's such, a, it's such a weird voice. How it Weird in how it aged. Right. <laughs> Whereas Freddie, he's uh, he started off very like uh, old school punk rock hardcore type voice. And it just got deeper and growlier as the times went by. He's, right. got, he's got a hell of a voice. Love Freddie. <laughs> love Madball. They were awesome. Uh, it all turned out great. That was good. I have a couple shows I'm going to mention that are coming up. There's one here in Salt Lake, Raid, Violent Unrest, Marine Corps. It's a free show, Saturday, October 9th at Loathing Clothing. Ah. That yeah, was that coming was, up. That was the one uh, that's, uh, yeah, the week after next. Yes. So it's a week from Saturday. Yeah. And then Slapshot is going to be doing uh, Years of Hardcore. So 35 Years of Hardcore on November 19th. This is kind of far out, but... It, you know, I'm mentioning some of these that are maybe a little bit further out, so you can go travel to him. Oh, I take it back. It's even going to be sold out, so fuck it and fuck you. <laughs> uh, on Friday the 19th, Stars and Stripes with Noise. It looks like CIA, Patriot, and Violent Way, and then the next night will be the Hardcore Show. This is in Boston on the 20th. 
was Slapshot, Sheer Terror, Death Before Dishonor, Pummel, and Count Time. So it sold out. Fuck you. Fuck everybody else. That's uh, that's what it is. Oh, uh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of fists at that show. Right? So uh, many fists. <laughs> this is at the end of the month, but you can plan for it. Hans Gruber and the Diehards, they have a fall tour October 21st through October 30th. Ending at Fest, they're going to be playing Fest in Gainesville, Florida. They'll be at Austin, or Austin, Texas, Shreveport, Louisiana, New Orleans, Mobile, Birmingham, Columbus, Georgia, Valdosta, Georgia, finally ending up in Gainesville, Florida. We love Hounds Gruber and the Diehards. They've been on the show, so uh, go check out theirs. Uh, I just want to point out that Liam from the Dropouts and Prior to that, the Booze and Glory, we just played the Dropouts. Mm-hmm. Was it last episode or the episode before? It was a couple episodes ago. I think it was ago. two episodes ago then, yeah. yes. Uh, he he was in Australia at the time. He's been in Australia for the last couple of years. Well, guess what? He's moved to, where is it, Toronto. He's moved to Toronto, Canada now. And so maybe huh. he will do a new project, because we played them two episodes ago on 229 with a couple guys from Top Novel. That's who's also in the Dropouts. I don't suspect... The dropouts, uh, you know, he's living in Toronto now, so maybe they will or maybe they won't. I don't know. But he's moved, so maybe he will start up something new there. Uh, Also on Saturday the 9th, not here, but at the Black Bull Gateshead, and I believe this is in the UK, but uh, it's cut off. But the band, the Warriors, who we were just talking about, they're playing with Cutting Edge on October the 9th. Uh, so go check that out if you are in that area. And I think that is probably about all I'm going to mention here. Oh, I take it back. No, (laughs) there's one. I I saved this. Uh, I can't remember if I mentioned on the last episode, but October 2nd. So this coming Saturday, the Pogos and Italian Blood with, uh, the hairy eyeballs. (laughs) They are playing the punk rock night in the Ville. And this is in Pennsylvania at, looks like Warhouse. So, Love Italian Blood and the Pogos, go check them out this Saturday. Uh, I'll talk more about it, uh, well, I'll, I'll briefly mention the Rum Jacks, they are doing a Fall 2021 tour. They're starting in Germany on Friday, October 1st. Uh, they'll be in Austria, and I'm not sure, Romania, Bulgaria, Austria, some of the, they're all abbreviations, and I'm not familiar with all these cities, but they're going to be doing a bunch in Poland, uh, Czech, Czech Republic, Austria. Looks like one that's probably in France. So a whole bunch, and they're doing it f- October 1st through the 31st, and then they'll start again like a week later. And so basically most of October, most of November, and even some of December, the Rum Jacks, are going to be on tour there in Europe. So if you want to go check them out, maybe later in the month, uh, I'll mention that again. And, oh, man, there was a, there was a couple shows. There's one more here. Uh, it is also this Saturday, October 2nd. Cry Havoc, Dead Low, Neighborhood Shit, Working Poor, and Worm are going to be playing. And this is in Massachusetts, in Cape Cod. Uh, it's a 21 and older, $10 show, Audio Epidemic Records, and Dynamite Day Productions presents. So go check it out. Love Cry Havoc. Had them on the show. Uh, hopefully they're going to be coming out with something new. So that is what I have. Live shows. That wraps up what I have to add for live shows. I think we've got a lot of live show stuff in there. What do you think? I think I think plenty. <laughs> I do too. So you ready to talk about your great cover-to-cover album? Yeah. 
Because this is uh, kind of in reference to live shows and also punk rock bowling, the band that I was most bummed about missing, it is the Circle Jerks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the Circle Jerks. They have risen from the ashes. We all knew that. And we were all <laughs> looking forward to seeing them live a fucking year and a half ago. <laughs> right? Yeah. we were. They had a tour planned out. They were going to be... They were going to be on the punk rock bowling bill, but apparently we had to put that on hold because everybody panicked of a little fucking virus. Right? Oh, oh, Boo hoo, we've had worse. Anyway, <laughs> the Circle Jerks played. I missed their opening, uh, you know, their, what is it? Their introduction back into the real world, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, missed that, missed out on that, but. They will be coming. They'll be coming. They're going on tour with Negative Approach, no less. And I fucking love Negative Approach. And, yeah, I am excited to see that. It will be a few months away, but I can hold out. Just, uh, Keith Morris, you made it this long. Please uh, go a little further. Don't die on us, old man. Right? Tap on wood. Anyway, um, yeah, I want, I want to talk about the Circle Jerks and their... And their seminal album, the best thing they ever released, Oddities and Rarities. <laughs> <laughs> did you remember that? Neither did I. <laughs> I actually only know the existence of that record because I read his book, My Damage. Oh nice. God, such a uh, such a weird album. I wouldn't. I don't recommend that one. I <laughs> uh, don't recommend about half their catalog. I mean, it's it's got a few good songs, but eh, it is what it is. But yeah, everyone flocks to group sex, and for good reason. It's a great album. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's a good one. It was, uh, and yeah, everybody knows the original, uh, uh, the history of Keith Morris. He was the original singer of Black Flag. He was on the seminal Nervous Breakdown EP with the title track, with Fix Me, and yeah, some of the best ones. But he was also in the band when they were writing songs for what eventually came on the albums of Six Pack and Jealous Again, and they never they were released with different singers, if you know the history. So Keith Morris, he was singing those, and they did eventually come out, recorded the recorded versions with him on vocals on the Everything Went Black compilation. Cool. So check that shit out. It's a bit of an interesting uh, uh, trivia from... Black Flag. And part of the reason why he left Black Flag, well, one of the main reasons was they were burning him out. They were just practicing like every single day. And they were, and he was coming in with ideas. They were getting shot down. And he wanted to bring more songs that were like, uh, you know, that were not exactly joke songs, but tongue in cheek and kind of satirical. And, and they did have a song like that. It's called The uh, White Minority. And white minority, yeah, it's uh, playing on like the uh, oh, you think uh, it's the black pride, but what about me, man? <laughs> you know, so they're, and that's basically the tone that they were setting. But as he said in his book, you can't exactly uh, tell that a song is being satirical in a in a band like Black Flag because everything is just so upfront and aggressive, and it sounds like you're being angry about being a white minority. It's like, no, it's a joke. You can't really you can't really put that forward in a hardcore song. So we <laughs> wanted it to be more like that, but when he left Black Flag, that was the idea that he went to with the Circle Jerks. I mean, even the name itself is something that makes you laugh. Right. The album, Group Sex. Okay, 
Where is this going? <laughs> and yeah, then you have songs like I Just Want Some Skank. I played that one. That's the one I played on <laughs> the episode today that I recorded for Punk Night Worldwide yeah. for Circle Jerks. Oh yeah. That's a that's such a good one. One of the first ones that you one of the first songs you hear when you're introduced to Circle Jerks, either that or Wild in the Streets. I loved that one. That's probably my favorite. Yeah. I used to at work just randomly do that shit while walking through the hallways. I just start singing that song and kind of being wild while I was walking around. Yeah. <laughs> running, running, wild in the sheets. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, we know the we know the Circle Jerks. They made a huge they made a huge name for themselves. Became one of the front runners of Los Angeles hardcore punk, and yep, they went on. They went down for a while after the after the eighties, and then Keith Morris went on his uh, weird musical stuff. Greg Hetson found fame and fortune and bad religion, and then they reunited in the mid aughts after the American Hardcore documentary came out. Then they stayed around, but then went on an indefinite hiatus in 2010. And now they are back into the forefront. And we are going to be celebrating with one of my favorite songs from their, from my favorite album of theirs. We're going to be singing Beverly Hills. Nice and pretty, right? <laughs> Let's do it. Beverly Hills. Century City, everything's so nice and pretty. All the people look the same. Don't they know they're so damn lame? There she goes, Ridley suit, spandex pants, cowboy boots. I just don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what I'm gonna do. They don't have to move from Beverly Hills. Century City, everything's so nice and and all the people, they look the same But don't they know, they're so damn lame side note they people say that that's the song that broke weezer <laughs> it's like yep they went from a little uh, living room uh, alternative rock band to just straight radio rock with that oh, right God. but yeah i love i love that one you can hear the uh, you can hear kind of the joking humor in there where it's like oh yeah so pretty <laughs> it's one thing to be angry about it but it's one thing just to be snarky as right. well, and that's what Circle Jerks were bringing into uh, into hardcore as well. I mean, you had the Dead Kennedys a little bit north of there, bringing in, uh, yeah, bringing in satire and Angela Biafra's uh, vocal premise. It was a lot more attainable and achievable for that, uh, but that was heavily rooted in a uh, socio political commentary. This one was just like, yeah, we're gonna sing about. We're going to sing about just uh, fucking each other, pretty much. <laughs> okay, not it, not all entirely. They go, uh, they have a fucking uh, wide catalog of shit they sing about. And, yeah, just blatant song titles. For example, my second pick, World Up My Ass. <laughs> yeah, I got the world up my ass. <laughs> that's about as angry as it gets at this one. So, that's kind of why I chose it. I wanted to show different sides of the Circle Jerks. And this one is... 
This one is a very accurate representation of both of their sides. So here is World Up My Ass, coming up fast. Got the world up my ass and I'm gonna jump fast. Be the first, we'll be the last. I've got the world up my ass. Kind of a unique way of saying, yeah, fuck the world. I ain't going to let it control me. Right. Got the world up my ass. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can kind of feel that stress where it's like everything's coming down on you and just the everyone's pushing at you. Everyone's picking at me, pointing the fingers. Yeah, that is what Keith Morris said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Keith Morris, he's a weird individual. Extremely weird. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. I would know. I interviewed him once. Nice. <laughs> yep. Interviewed him for uh, Punk Rock Bowling, and it was uh, really for no other reason other than Off and Flag was playing that year. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched the year that he yeah. performed with Off. Off is a great band, too. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun stuff. He's in a lot of uh, fun project and has been. Probably the weirdest one. If you really want a deep cut, if you really want to go into uh, Keith Morris's catalog, check out Midget Handjob. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you will not be expecting what you think from a man like Keith Morris. That guy was was all over the place. <laughs> but yeah, his uh, his roots lie in the in the foundations of hardcore music from Los Angeles, and yeah, he's. He's got this uh, bet you can't steal this sort of vibe. Where it's like I sing in two seminal hardcore bands. I sing in Black Flag. I was the original singer of Black Flag. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't wear it as cloud. He just uh... actually I don't know if he does. He's extremely hard to read. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just incredibly monotone. <laughs> like you can't read the guy. Yeah. Uh, that's. Circle Jerks, if you don't know them, then now you do. Right. And, uh, yeah, listen to more of them. <laughs> Indeed. Well, we're going to go from L.A. to New York. We're going to go to Syracuse, New York. We play a lot of bands from New York City. Yeah. But this band is from Syracuse, New York. The band is The War Lovers. And they put out an album called Of War. The War Lovers of War. Huh. Redundant much redundant? <laughs> <laughs> the War Lovers of War, they put out... Uh, or the War Lovers put out of War, February second of twenty twenty. Uh, came across this. I think it was one of the band members. I was trying to find the message 
that I received and I couldn't find it. I got to keep looking for it. But I, I had it. I think it said, check this out. I was like, cool. And I have a list of music that I've got to get to. Uh, and I keep adding to it. And I got to this and was like, I really like this. I need to play it. And there were so many tracks that, well, this is just a great album. So that's where it is. Uh, some cool street punk coming out of Syracuse. Let's play a track from the War Lovers. This track is called Stay the Hell Away From Me. Kind of along the lines of what you were just talking about, huh? With the uh, circle jerks. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Here we go. Stay the Hell Away From Me. That uh, that music is very, very similar to what we heard in Beverly Hills. <laughs> right. Yeah. By coincidence, because I'd already picked these guys this week before you'd, you'd picked that band uh, before uh, Circle Jerks. Yes. And you hadn't heard this band before you picked Circle Jerks, or before now. I know. Kind of weird how this is all <laughs> lining together. <laughs> uh, I like this band. I really like the album. Go check it out. Again, it's called Of War. War Lovers, let's do one more, and then we'll get into some metal. Uh, I think you should check it out. came out February of last year. Like I said, let's get into, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. And you can't just go around aiming a cannon at everybody without having anarchy. And anarchy is violence. And violence is very naughty. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Exactly <laughs> that. That is uh, the War Lovers. Of War is the name of the album. The War Lovers or Lovers of War. <laughs> Find out next week, or I'm going to forget about this next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, go check them out. Go check out that album, Of War. Again, they're from Syracuse, New York. It's great stuff. I really enjoy that album. A lot of other great tracks. I had a hard time picking between the tracks that I wanted to, but that's the ones I settled on. Stay the hell away from me, and oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is so close to becoming a Metallica cover show. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Again. <laughs> well, let's move on to wrap up the show. Uh, I still have I think this might be my last like actual just metal, and they're even kind of hardcore, but whatever. We'll get to mine in a second. You have some soundtrack rock, and the copy of this that we have is awful, all things considered, but <laughs> it's what we could find. Yeah, let's uh, let's get a bit of a background. This is from a soundtrack. I guarantee you are not gonna know this. <laughs> you you probably can't even think what I am about to adhere. I, I'm this, pretty sure I saw the movie back yeah. in the '90s, and I do not recall the song at all. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is. The Gumby movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this was a childhood treasure of mine. I watched it a ton when I was a little kid, and I loved it. For those of you who don't know who, actually, what Gumby is, it was a show in Claymation. It was it was founded by uh, Art and Gloria Cloakey back in the back in the sixties, and it ran for a few years. And yeah, it was just a uh, little amorphous. Um, I think alien figure who was uh, green and had a bit of a weird shaped head yeah. this is on a lopsided thing. Anyway, <laughs> and, and yeah, he went on adventures with his uh, friends, a horse named Pokey, a dinosaur named Prickle and, a right. and a humanoid sentient airplane named Goo. It was the 60s, you know, <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> and yeah, it was just a... It was just a show, and it was just taking advantage of what you could get away with in claymation. So it was pretty weird, pretty trippy, kind of on the, uh, kind of on the same grounds of what uh, Ren and Stimpy would be, you know, but not quite that uh, uh, sugar rush. Pretty much, this was yeah, Gumby was a little more laid back. It was weird, but it was laid back. Right. Anyway, uh, fast forward uh, thirty some odd years, and they decided to make a movie. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah. I think it was just in a fit of nostalgia, and yeah, the movie was how I was introduced to Gumby. I watched it a shit ton when I was a kid, and yeah, the movie, it just, uh, it centers around Gumby living on Earth, and they're, uh, and they're living on a farm, they, his band practices on a farm, yeah, he's in a band, in the show, he was actually in a band with uh, his three friends, and they were called the Gumbies, but in the movie, they're called Gumby and the Clayboys, and the Clayboys are... Three other uh, clay-like figures, obviously, and their names are <laughs> their names are funny. Their names are actually references to the size of belt they are wearing. Yeah, one of them is called Thin Buckle, another is called Fat Buckle, and another one's No Buckle because he doesn't wear a belt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these guys were just invented for the sake of the movie. So right? that is funny. I don't remember those. That is that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's a, and yeah, it's a weird movie, but it's a pretty straightforward one. They, you know, all their neighbors are getting for their farms are getting foreclosed on by the blockheads. 
You know, right. they're, the, they're the antagonists in there. And meanwhile, uh, Clay Boys is like putting on benefit shows, trying to save the farm. And they, and then they get uh, picked up by a record producer and wants to uh, make a f- wants to make a music video for them. And uh, I'm not going to get through the whole plot. The bottom line is, towards the end, they do start making the music video, and this is the song they're playing it to, called "Take Me Away." And there's no definite artist or writer of this one, so other than Gumby and the Clay Boys. <laughs> So I'm gonna let the beginning play here in the background while you go. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, the the interesting thing about this, the uh, writer was I think Ozzy Ailers, and they got Craig uh, Craig jo- what is it Chaquico Chaquico. So I'm gonna go with that. Yes. Yeah, and he was the guitarist of Jefferson Airplane back oh, in cool. the '60s. So so yeah, you can hear it in the background. Some amazing guitar work. And, uh, and yeah, I really love the vocalist they got for this. Her name is Melissa Carey. Uh, as far as I know, she hasn't done any uh, other work outside of this song. <laughs> but, yeah, this song, it's still great. It's still a great song. It's a great uh, rock and roll cover while you watch uh, Gumby and his uh, love interest uh, go through all, these weird, all this weird shit in Claymation. So, unfortunately, this song is... It's on a soundtrack that is really obscure. You yes. can't find it anywhere right? except for the YouTube. So you're going to hear all the sound effects. You're going to hear all the stuff that was going on during the movie. So just ignore that stuff and just try to listen to the song. That's your, that's your fair wor- warning. So turn it up. The best part's coming. <laughs>
Yeah. So if you want to get the context of it, I you don't have to watch the movie. Just uh, look this song up on YouTube and you can see the animation and it will make more sense. There is a, you know, there's a plane, there's a, there's a rhino in there somewhere. And uh, yeah, there's a dog that cries pearls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, it's one of the trippiest movies ever. It's such a very straightforward plot, you know. It's just uh, we're gonna help uh, save these uh, save these people's homes and their livelihood by playing the show. And but yeah, all the shit that happens in between. It is such a weird movie. <laughs> so yeah, basically the dog. Cries pearls, because uh, every time uh, Gumby changes into something else, he thinks, the dog thinks that he's gone away. And it's like, oh no, my master's gone. So it starts crying, and apparently he cries pearls. Why? I don't fucking know. It's <laughs> Gumby. You don't ask questions. It just is. So, yeah, that's a weird movie. Great song. Really great song. And if you, I'm sorry for the, the way that it was presented. That's, That's the only way we could get it. Yeah, it's the best we could find. Yeah. So, uh, and as far as I know, the soundtrack is uh, it's lost in the ether. It's somewhere else. You can't find it online other than YouTube. And I assume if you find it, it's going to be in the three digits. So, I don't know. If you have it, burn a copy and send it to me. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or we'll never hear this uh, song because it was meant to be heard, I guess. <laughs> Whatever it is. So, yeah, there was... Gumby and the Clay Boys with uh, Take Me Away. <laughs> Bet you weren't expecting that at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Not especially what we usually play. And not with what I'm going to play. Sandwiched in between some, some great street punk. So uh, now I'm gonna, we're going to finish up the show. Iron Price. Uh, I think they're kind of metal, but they're on upstate records. They're probably hardcore-ish, but I think this kind of has a metal sound to it. So maybe metalcore. I don't know. Anyway, there are, they're from Baltimore. And they released this release, Easier Everyday EP, on November 29th of 2019. And then later, uh, a version of this, which is slightly different, uh, was released on Big Coffin Hunters, their album. So the track that we're going to listen to, that I'm speaking of, is called Don't Let Them Know. So let's do it. Let's wrap up the show. Here's Iron Price with Don't Let Them Know.
That is Iron Price. Don't let them know. What do you think? Was that a hardcore? Was it metal? Was it metalcore? Where am I at? It sounded very close to earlier metalcore. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. It. I got a very... Uh, it sounded a lot like Earth Crisis musically. Okay. But there is one thing that's bugging me about it. Their singer, he sounds incredibly similar to another singer uh, in a hardcore band. And... It is like right at the front of my brain, knocking on the door, but I have lost the key to the lock, so I can't let it in. I cannot put my finger on who he sounds like. Maybe it'll come to me in the next six weeks. Who knows? <laughs> but in total, it was good. It was some good stuff. Yeah, it sounded very old school, uh, metallic, hardcore. Like, right. uh, I think early to mid-90s type of stuff where it was still treading the waters trying to figure that shit out. And here it's like it's already figured out, obviously. Right. But but yeah, it's some good shit. Yes. Well check out Iron Price from Maryland. Uh that wraps up the show. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, SLCPunkcast.com, or wherever you find us, wherever you listen to us. Share us if you like us and you come across somebody else that might like our music, share it with them. Yeah. Because we, we, all we're doing is playing everybody else's music out there that we really enjoy. So we want to spread the word, spread the love. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Do your part. At least tell them about the band you hear. How's that? Yeah. Tell, tell them about that band. That's, uh, that's really what we're here. We're here to relay the message. Right. Well, you can find all the bands on Instagram at DareHC, at City underscore Saints, at Hella Rebellion, at Nuclear Assault Official, at... Warriors underscore HQ at Los Hell Gamblers Official at Circle Jerks Band at The War Lovers at Iron Price HC at SLCPodcast.com is the show. Eric. Yeah, even uh, Iron Price has HC in their handle. Yes. So yeah, hardcore. Right. <laughs> anyway, I had to write down all my handles on here. <laughs> so I cannot miss anything and I won't miss it, pronounce anything. So, and this is it. This is verbatim, copy, pasted, what I put down here. You can find me at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC on Instagram. You can find my band, Anonymous, on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official or our band camp, anonymousslc.bandcamp.com or on Facebook at anonymous SLC. And I am also in another band. We only have an Instagram and it's called Heart of Dark. It's at Heart of Dark 801 SLC. Just a kind of your, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say standard punk rock, but it's like you think of punk rock from uh, late 90s to the 2000s. Yeah, that's kind of the thing we're going for. Cool. So, so yeah, nothing recorded yet, but you can hear uh, little videos of uh, jo me, Josh, and Ben jamming some songs we're working out. Anyway, you can also hear me at Rhett Podcast. That is... From uh, Circle Pit Radio. Their Instagram is at Assault City CP. And on Facebook, it's Circle Pit Radio. The Wrecked Podcast on Instagram is at Wreckedcast. Facebook, Wrecked Podcast. And you can find those and the many other shows that are and have yet to be at CirclePitRadio.com. Soon coming to that will be Lead Melodies. It's uh, not got a release date yet. We're still, it's still in the works, but it will be this year. Awesome. So yeah, that's everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's great. You can find all the bands at fa- or on Facebook at DareHC, at City Saints GBG, at Hella Rebellion, at Nuclear Assault Official, at The Warriors HQ, at Los Hell Gamblers PR, that's for Puerto Rico, at Circle Jerks Band, at The War Lovers 7737, at Iron Price HC, again, HC in the handle, and the shows at SLC Punkcast. That is it. That's all she wrote. Join us on the next one. Eric, got any final thoughts? Well, I'll say, like, if you're uh, creating something out there and you're putting your all into it, just uh, take it with a sense of, uh, just be humble about it. Because you may put your best foot forward, but always think, put your better foot forward as well from there. In other words, just uh, change for the better, I guess, both uh, artistically and mentally, physically, emotionally, (laughs) everything under the sun. Just uh, change yourself for the better. You may... You know, you put something out there, you you think it's your best shit, but you don't know if it's your worst either. So <laughs> just keep that in mind. And, yep, there you go. I'm Eric, and I'm anything but generic. Play the fucking outro. Play the fucking outro.